Happy Thursday, Sis Squad. We back. Even though it's really Taco Tuesday and your girl just had a margarita. Okay. Because back to that tequila. Tequila train, baby. And it's only because I'm celebrating this Taco Tuesday because Sarah just bought a house. (gasps) Christine, that's cute. Yep, I bought a house. But like I said, before you said happy Thursday, I am so stressed. Which I would imagine comes with buying a house. This house that Sarah bought you guys is straight out of a time capsule. It came straight out of the 70s, bright red orange carpet. Sarah, we need to put that on the story so the squad can fully understand like what you just bought. You guys, (laughs) the only thing that I have like some, okay, so there's hardwood underneath of this god awful blood orange carpet, but yes, we'll definitely put some pictures up on the story. I don't want to hear how terrible it looks. I know it. We're going to do a full renovation. But you kept saying lit- that you you wanted a house with charm. This house has that. It's got so much charm. There's so it's so unique. There's no other house like it. And I cannot wait for you guys to see well, these pictures. But I mean, the before and after pictures are just going to be epic. That's a very those are very generous adjectives, Christine, because there's <laughs> blood orange carpet. There is wood paneling everywhere. There's blue carpet. There's carpet in the bathrooms. There's like wallpaper, wallpaper everywhere. There's oversized furniture. It's just, I definitely, why do I always do this to myself? I did it five years ago. I renovated the current house that I was in and I swear I would never do it again. And here we are almost five years to the day later. And I bought a house, not really expecting, I should say my husband and I bought a house, not really expecting. We lowballed, not expecting to get it and boom, bam, it's ours. And I <laughs> was unemployed as of the end of January. And so I'm just like really stressed. We've got a lot to do to our house. It's but- going to be all worth it. And I'm excited too, being on the outside because this is like an HGTV dream because There's so much potential in this cute little house that you just bought. It's actually not even, it's not even really that little. It's just a big house straight out of the seventies with the most amazing backyard that's already done. So you don't have to do anything to the backyard. It's got an awesome shed. The kitchen in the main floor is going to be amazing. So it's just the stress of moving and getting your house on the market to then move into another house and then get out that place. Okay. Okay. Right. So if we sell our house before we close on the next house, we close on the house, the new house on April 9th. Right. So our house goes on the market this Sunday and it goes coming soon on Thursday. So they'll do like a little teaser on the MLS. So if we sell our house before April 9th, I mean, Oh, you're definitely going to sell your house before April 9th. It's it's March 2nd. Where where are we going to move in with mom? And yeah, you're going to move in with mom and dad. You're going to move <gasps> in their basement. In the basement? Christine, oh, I don't know if I can do places. that. There could be worse places. It's only for a month. Mom will love it. Mom is going to be, actually dad will too. You guys can wake up together like old times, watch the news together before you go into work. <gasps> dad and I can watch sports and golf. Oh my God, yes. we'll watch the Masters <laughs> together. And just started. I mean, there's so much that you guys can watch together. He's gonna, They're going to love it. And I think it's the perfect amount of time. You don't have to stay there for too long because yes, I get it. I wouldn't want to move into my parents' house for much longer than I would have to anyways. But yeah. I think- 
one month, you got this because you're going to, I mean, just go ahead and bank on that happening. Your house is going to sell in a snap. You think so? Yes. You're in such a great location in Plaza Midwood, which is like a prime location. If you completely gutted this, what was it? It was one bedroom, one bath, right? You made it or two bedroom, one bath. You made it two bedroom, two bath, completely renovated, blew down some walls. Dad built the most incredible deck in your backyard. Two Three deck story, or deck. Two story deck. Like your house is going to sell so, so fast. I hope so. so I hope so. It's, but it's all very back. stressful. Cause like I said, currently I'm just consulting. I don't even have a full-time job. So it's just that compiled on buying a new house and renovating the new house and well, prepping my house. It's just, it's just a lot, but I am excited. Yes. I am excited. Well, all your stars are going to align. It's just hard to see right now. Speaking of the stars aligning JJ Watt, he was a free agent that played for the Houston Texans and have now gotten picked up by the Arizona Cardinals. Yes. Yeah. And I think what's very unique about this situation is like JJ Watt. Okay. So first of all, JJ Watt, he's 32 years old. He has been a lifer with the Houston Texans, right? What that means is he was drafted by the Houston Texans 10 years later. He's still with, was with the Houston Texans until 17 days ago, at which point they decided to part ways. Um, and he was kind of shopping around, right? Well, somebody you'll read about this stupid Peloton account, right? So somebody created a Peloton account and I guess they like posted JJ. I think it was fake. I, I don't think JJ Watt really has a Peloton, but maybe he does, but it was like a fake. I'm pretty sure Peloton account with JJ's picture. And he like posted like four teams in his summary. So every time that this person took a class, you would see like the four teams that JJ I'm putting that in quote marks was apparently considering going to, and not one of them was Arizona. So I just read an article before we hopped on. I'm pretty sure the Peloton thing was fake. I don't think it was actually JJ, but the Peloton thing on top of him coming out, as soon as he was released from the Houston Texans telling in his own, you know, his own words on his Instagram and in a video of that he was leaving. And I wanted you to hear it from me to fast forward 17 days. And he comes out with this, like, I said, it was Epic. I just like, after I had time to like mull on it, I like, don't really know what to say about his announcement, except just like, there were no words really. It was a picture of him working out under a barbell with an Arizona Cardinal shirt on. And the caption was source me <laughs> source me. Because I guess, you know, with anything in sports, you have to have a source for your information. Well, he came out and was like, I'm my own information. But the I source mean, is me. Here's the thing. I just feel like the post could have been like a little bit more organic. Like it was just so like, that's, I feel like that's a man's brain. That is a man's brain for you, Sarah. Just like you and, you know, we would probably think of this long caption. We're so excited to go to the Cardinals and this is what the Cardinals are going to do for us. And, you know, we cannot wait. And JJ in a man's brain, it's just plain and simple, baby. Source me wearing a Cardinals t-shirt. Y'all figure it out. It's still just like, okay, I don't want to use the word douchey because he's not (laughs) douchey. Yeah. But I just looked at this and I was like, Really, JJ? <laughs> Bro. Source. I just can't stop saying it like that. Source me. 
so like meatheady, you know? Like that's what I envision a meathead doing. Yeah, I am. And working out too, which makes lollipop. Make you do have to stop chewing that because I'm I'm listening to you suck it in the microphone. Sorry, it's horrible. Sorry, but yes, I just think that like JJ could have done it. When I mean organic, I don't mean he needed to come out with like a whole soliloquy, like his, <laughs> you know, whatever, whenever right. he left the Texans. I'm just saying it would have been nice if he would have just been like, you heard it here first. I'm going to the Arizona Cardinals. Not like this, like he's like holding a barbell and like looking <laughs> out and like source me and like with the Arizona <laughs> Crosses shirt. And I'm just like, okay, that's how you chose to do it. But anyway, let's fast forward to his ch- uh, choice of the Arizona Cardinals. Cause everybody was like, what, Wh- what? This was not even one of the teams that we thought and you know, neither his Peloton account or whoever's Peloton account that claimed to be JJ Watt didn't have any of these teams either. Everybody was thinking Buffalo. I don't even remember the other ones, but like I said, there were like three to four contenders that he would go right. to, right? The Arizona Cardinals were not on anybody's radar, but let me tell you why it makes sense. So first and foremost, he's going to be teaming up with the other defensive end, Chandler Jones. And between the two of them, they are number one. uh, Chandler Jones is number one. And then J.J. Watt is number two for most sacks in the NFL since 2012. So what that's going to do, J.J. Watt's a, a defensive end. So is Chandler Jones, right? So what happens is if you have one bomb defensive end, right? And they're rushing the quarterback. The offensive line is going to know that that defensive end is bomb and they're going to double team them. So what ends up happening when you have two is the offensive line can't double team both. There's not enough players to do that, right? So you end up getting more sacks and having a more productive defense, one that's going to rush the quarterback a little bit more and, you know, make him make, you know, hopefully some dumb throws, have some interceptions, hopefully you get a sack, whatever. Your odds of of making those big plays are much higher when you're paired up with another really good defensive end. So watching the Cardinals next year, I think is going to be epic because they were already so good last season. And this season, I feel like now that JJ Watts coming into the picture, they're going to be dynamic and, and explosive. Yep. And that much better. No, that's so true. So number two, and I think this is debated, right? People are like JJ Watt, like he said, you know, he wanted to go to a Super Bowl contender team. He didn't say that. He just, you know, kept saying that he wanted to, he wanted to win. We all knew that JJ yes. was leaving because he wanted to win. He's spent 10 years in the NFL. His time in the NFL is coming to an end. He wants a Super Bowl ring, right? So you would have thought, you know, the Buffalo Bills made it to the late stages of the playoffs last season, the Packers, the same, I think they were in the running. And so when he chose the Cardinals, it was like, did they even make the playoffs last year? Like they're definitely a contender, but it wasn't one that was glaringly obvious. Right. But I think I, you're I right. Think the, Christine. Yeah. He is going to bring such a level of like, he has such a way about him in the locker room. Yes. He's a leader. Yes. He's such a leader. So he's going to go in there he's going to completely bring a whole new vibe to this locker room. Everybody's going to have this like new energy, this new aura, this new vibe, and Mm -hmm. the motivation is going to be through the roof. So I think JJ didn't just want to hop onto the train of a team that he knew already could potentially go to the Super Bowl. He wanted to make his stamp 
his impact and make right. sure that the team that he joined, he could push them to become a Super Bowl contender, which I think the Arizona Cardinals was the perfect fit for. Yeah. And that, you know, that's super respectable too. And he's going to be playing with Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray is the quarterback of the Cardinals, who is a great quarterback in the league. And another great quarterback in the league has a lot of unwarranted trade drama surrounding him right now. And that's Russell Wilson for the Seattle Seahawks. So Sarah, he's on the move, except not really, but possibly because like, there's a lot of drama saying that, you know, he wanted to be traded. He wanted to move teams, but not really. So what's going on with that? I (laughs) don't really know. I did a lot of research on this. And I'm like, it's like, okay, so he's not demanding a trade. Like, I just don't even know where this came from. So I think a lot of it from the, you know, all the current events, sports news that I've been watching is he just went to his ownership and had a, a conversation with them saying, you know, he's been getting hit a lot. So what are some changes that we can make? And somebody in the organization asked, well, you know, What are the top four places you would want to go? Somehow in the conversation that got brought up, he mentioned it. Somebody from that conversation then put out to the public that he demanded a trade to one of these four places. And that just didn't happen. I was going to say, I think words were taken out of context here. I think he wanted to brainstorm, you know, I want to stay in Seattle, right? But what do we need to do in order to protect me a little bit more, you know, Three years ago, you look at the Seattle Seahawks, their offensive line was amazing. They were strong. Russell Wilson was, you know, quick. He still is quick, but he just had a lot more flexibility in the pocket, in and out of the pocket um, because his offensive line was, was very strong. And so I think what he was trying to do with them is, can I help with, or maybe lend some advice into who we choose to be on, on our offensive line. Let me kind of make these decisions for the team. Um, and I, you know, I read and it was like Russell Wilson. I mean, it says he did not demand a trade. He just told the Seahawks that he wanted to play in Seattle, but if they were considering a trade, the only teams that he would consider would be the Cowboys, the saints, the Raiders and the bears. So great. I think, you know, he reiterated that he wanted to stay in Seattle, but it was like, if you guys want to have some conversations behind the scenes about where I'm going to go, like, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out on the table with me bringing this to you. I'm not saying I don't want to be in Seattle, but if I do want to go somewhere or if I do end up going somewhere, these are the four places that I would go. So it's all very hypothetical. And to be completely honest, I think Russell Wilson is going to stay in Seattle, but we'll see. There's also, I mean, there's a lot of talk about him, you know, going to the Cowboys, which would be hysterical. Um, Cause I mean, the Cowboys, they could definitely use a good quarterback. I mean, that's for sure, but they Dak. Had, yeah. So they would switch. Oh, so Dak would so, go to Seattle and so get paid. Dak, correct. So Dak is the quarterback for the Cowboys who is now a free agent. And the talk would be, switch them. So Russell Wilson goes to the Cowboys, Dak Prescott goes to the Seahawks and, you know, see, and just have them play for those, for the separate teams. But that's not, that's not going to happen. I, I, there's just no way that I feel like the, the, okay. So when Dak, so as a reminder, you guys, Dak Prescott 
had a horrific injury, uh, an ankle injury, I believe back in October. And he was in the middle of his one year franchise tag with the Cowboys. And so it was obvious, you know, he was gonna, he was getting paid, you know, a bunch, but as I've explained in, in previous years, these one-year contracts kind of leave you open to, I mean, losing a lot, right? I mean, he got injured. And so now it's like, is the, are the Dallas Cowboys going to sign him for a long year contract or is another team just, yeah, they don't know if he's going to be fully healthy or not. So I think the only way that Dak is going to the Cowboys as a whole, including their fan base are not going to let Dak go. I don't think that they're going to, I think it would be bad PR on the Dallas Cowboys um, team to let Dak go because of it's basically like, we don't believe in you. We don't think that you, I don't think they're going to sign him to a long contract. I don't. But is that really unfair though? Because Dak didn't really perform even before he got hurt. Yeah. I mean, like, would that really be unfair? He kind of hit his stride, right? Like a couple games yeah. before he got hurt. And then it was like, and they didn't have a preseason either. Remember, right? So yeah. last year they didn't have that normal three to four games of scrimmage, if you will, to kind of get their feet wet. They jumped straight into the NFL regular season. And so you did see a little bit of a slower start for a lot of players, namely, and more specifically Dak Prescott. <clears throat> so I'd see where you're coming from. I just don't think that the Dallas Cowboys, I think personally, the Dallas Cowboys purely for PR because of the city of Dallas kind of rallying behind Dak and all that Dak has done for the city of Dallas while he's been injured. I don't think that they're going to let him go, but so you think they're going to re-sign him as their quarterback. I think they're going to re-sign him as their quarterback, but I don't think that there's going to be a long-term contract. So we'll yeah. have to see. So like another Cam Newton kind of thing, like one year, prove yourself kind of thing. I don't think one year, um, you know, Cam was religiously hurt, right? I mean, it was his shoulder yes. and his elbow and his ankle. I mean, it was always something one season after another, after another with the Panthers. And so he kind of had a history of, um, of getting injured. I think Dak, I mean, this is one large injury. Don't get me wrong, but I think they'll probably sign him. I don't think we'll see a one-year contract, maybe two to three years to kind of give him some time. Um, yeah, to prove himself, but not make it so that it's, you know, one year and you're out kind of thing, but we'll just right, have to right, wait. Right. And see. But yes, I do think Russell Wilson seeing through all the muck, all of this drama is going to stay in Seattle. Agreed. Um, but another free agent um, that's worth noting is DeMarcus Cousin, a.k.a. Boogie in the mm -hmm. NBA. Mm -hmm. um, he just got released from the Houston Rockets. And yep. there's a lot of talk about whether he should just retire. So what are your thoughts on that? So I don't think he's going to retire. I think there's quite a few teams that want to pick him up. But this we've talked, you know, episode after episode after episode, Christine, about how teams are really moving to this no position, um, t uh, no position basketball, right? Everybody can be every position, right? The standard one through five, you know, two point guards, a center and two forwards is not really, or a guard, a point guard, whatever is not. That's an actual thing. What? No position basketball. Well, I mean, it's just kind of like what people are moving towards. Like everybody is around, you know, six, seven, everybody right. can shoot. Everybody can rebound. Everybody can, you know what I mean? It's like, seems so unorganized, but yes. 
you still have your big men. Yeah. But the history is that these, you think of Cody's, I know we keep using Cody. I love him, but you think of Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller is great at rebounding. He's great under the basket. Um, you know, he can make layups, he can dunk whatever, but like when it comes to shooting outside of the perimeter, he just can't do it. What do you mean outside the perimeter? Sorry. So like outside, like, um, whenever you are like long, long shot. So like, typically you think of the, um, the free throw, right. The free throw box and the free throw line, right. Within that box is like where large men and centers, it's like call that in the paint, in the paint. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So they can shoot from there. They can make layups from there. They can dunk from there. But once you start to get outside of that, you see their percentages start to drop. And I don't know why. I think they probably just grew up as rebounders and dunkers and Mr. Layups. And so they probably didn't have training from a young age when they had training on all other aspects of their position. Unless you're Steph Curry. Huh? I said, unless you're Stephen Curry. Well, Stephen Curry's not a big man, right? I mean, he's only 6'3". And so he's not really going to be under the basket Yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, he's still your standard point guard. He's going, he's, you know, he's making all sorts of, um, all sorts of points, but Boogie, sorry, back to DeMarcus Cousins is a standard big man. He is, he's a center and he doesn't have the best range when it comes to shooting and the Houston Rockets are completely reorganizing their entire team and they want yeah. a younger, more agile kind of non-position team, if you will, and more flexible team. And so DeMarcus right. Cousins just did not fit up underneath of that umbrella. But and I he's do also think that he's like, going- he's also seven feet tall, Sarah. So yeah. can you, or like seven, two, something insane. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being that tall? You're so prone to injury and he has been riddled with injury his whole career. Yeah, I know. I know. But I do think, I don't think he's done. I think there's plenty of teams that need a good big man. I mean, I don't even know if he's considering the Hornets. I read an article that the Lakers were considering him, but they, they um, haven't. So he's been a free agent now for technically what, eight days. I think he got released at the end of the day last Monday. Um, And so it's not official on where he's going, but I do not think that he's going to retire. I do think we'll see him with another team for at least another year. And then we'll kind of see, but how old is he? 30. Yeah. He's 30, 30 years old. Um, He's had four all-star appearances, Mm -hmm. which um, the all-star weekend is coming up this weekend. <gasps> yeah. It's going to be a really exciting time, although there is a little drama surrounding it. So, um, tell us kind of like, give us some background about what the all NBA all-star game is. So the NBA all-star game, it's normally a weekend, right? So you have like the Friday night is like the dunk competition. Um, there's like all these exhibition activities. It's so fun to watch all the celebrities historically come to it. Um, they had it in Charlotte one year and like hotel rooms in uptown were like two grand a night. I mean, something crazy. I mean, absolutely Mm -hmm. insane. So it always has brought a crowd. Everybody sits courtside. It's like the who's who of the NBA weekend. Right. Because it's the best of the best. All the best players are playing in this game. Yeah. So the best players come and then like the highest, you know, the whatever celebrities, it's like I said, it's the who's who of Hollywood is always at the all-star game too. So the dunk competition is always like one of the, one of my most favorite ones. It's so much fun to watch. So they're doing it a little bit differently this year, right? So typically 
all-star weekend is a full weekend. You've got things Friday night. You've got things Saturday night. I'm pretty sure there's even something on like Sunday morning. Um, but this year they're just doing the game, I think on Saturday, right? Saturday, Sunday, this, Sunday the seventh. Mm-hmm. So they're just having the game. And then at halftime, they're doing the slam dunk competition. So, um, historically you'll see the players that are playing in the actual game. Sometimes they do, but most of the time they don't participate in the exhibition, like the three point contest, um, the slam dunk competition. They kind of just play the game and leave. Um, so it's similar this year, right? So they're playing the game on Sunday, but instead of having a separate night for the slam dunk competition, they're doing it at halftime for the all-star game. So you've got the East versus the West. And then at the halftime, you've got, I think, um, there's like three players, Obi Toppin, um, Afrini Simmons and Cassius Stanley are going to be doing like, I guess a muted version of the dunk contest. Cause I mean, it's during halftime, so you can't expect it's going to last as long as it typically does, but who knows, of course, per Rona, everything else is going to be a little bit shrunk down this year. Um, so they will still have the slam dunk competition. They just won't have the full weekend of events. So like, what is the, but what is the all-star game? It started in 1951 and historically it's always been the East versus the West and the best players in the league from both conferences come together to form two teams to play against each other. Yeah. Purely for recreational purposes. And that has not changed, but, um, in 2018, it changed to, there will be one player picked from each conference. So from the East and the West, there's one player who is voted the team captain, and that is voted by the fans. So fans get to choose who the team captain is. And then it kind of becomes, you know, captain's choice at that point. So that team captain gets to choose who they bring into their team to play with them in the all-star game. So for the West, their team is stacked. And of course, LeBron James is the team captain, and he brought in all the best players. Like, Luka Doncic for the Mavs, Stephen Curry for Golden State, LeBron, obviously, Nikola Jokic for Nuggets, and Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers. They are going to be fire. Okay, yes, but I need to talk. So rewind about like two weeks or so. LeBron James caught some heat, um, and he didn't really catch heat, actually. I feel like everybody kind of agreed with him for saying that he should not, because everything LeBron does, everybody agrees with LeBron. Right, right, right. Literally, and LeBron could say the sky is green and people will be like, well, Um, it's kind of like a blue-green. And be like, what? No. (laughs) Anyway, so LeBron is not happy that there's there's an all-star game this year. Which I can't can't blame him. Yes. Okay, and that's what people were saying. That's what I mean by people were agreeing with him. Because last season, for those of you um, that were listening to us, you know, it went a lot later in the year than it typically does. And they didn't really have, there was like a month break in between the end of the championship last year and the start of the regular season of this season. And so LeBron was like, you know, we were kind of told during this whole thing that there wasn't going to be an all-star game and that we were going to have this week break, right. That we were going to be able to look forward to having a break not having to travel again. Yes. Not having to go They're just for an so much game, but it's not, I mean, 
It's not just the exhibition part of it. It's not just the history. It's not the tradition. There's also money to be made for charity, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a decent amount of money to be made for charity. I'm pretty sure actually I'm positive. The winning team earns $350,000 to go to their charities. And even the losing team gets $150,000 for their, I think players get bonuses though, too. Yeah. The winning, I think you get the winning team gets a hundred thousand dollars and then the losing team wins $25,000 each. Each. Oh. Yeah. So they're making they're making good money for themselves and for their charity. So yes, there's incentive to go. I think LeBron in his mind, he's, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't care about that because he doesn't need the extra money. And he was under the impression that they he wasn't gonna have to play in an all-star game. Yeah. Which is also, I mean, I go both ways. I always try to play devil's advocate, but I'm also like, I mean, you should you should go because you were voted team captain. You know, you should take that honor and take it with, with pride too, and, and go and play and be a good sport about it. Yeah. So here's what I'm talking about though. So it doesn't come directly from the NBA for the all-star game. Yeah. There's money that goes to charity. Yeah. There's money that comes directly from the NBA for the all-star game, but there's a few of these players that have it in their contracts that they make a like certain amount more if they make the all-star game. Oh, for real? They have it in their contract. Yes. So like there are, um, yeah. So there are all-star bonuses that are written into some of these people's con contracts. So run through the list of who's going Christine again, and I'll tell you if who's, who's going to be making a bonus. Okay. So we have Luka Doncic, mm -hmm. Stephen Curry, LeBron James, Nikola Jok sorry, Nikola Jokic and Kawhi mm -hmm. Leonard on one team. Okay. The second team is Kyrie Irving, Bradley Deal, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Antakona Pupo. I'm not even, I don't even know how to say his name. I ain't gonna lie. I do not know how to say that. He's the Greek freak. That's what everybody calls him, the Greek freak. The Greek freak and Joel Ebid. Okay. So we've got Nikola Jokic, who's on that list, right? Yep. Yep. So I'm clicking on it to see how much money he's going to make to go to the all-star game. And while I'm looking that up, Christine, Devin Booker is going to, he's going in place of somebody else on that list that you just listed. What? Are you talking about the guy that dates Kendall? Yes. So Kendall Jenner, since this is in Atlanta and Atlanta is allowing, I don't know how many spectators are going to be allowed to go to the all-star game, but guaranteed Kendall Jenner will find a way to go. And percent. just to note, those are all, those are the starters that are going to be starting for the teams. There's also going to be players on the sideline. And that is who Booker is going to be subbing in for, for Anthony Davis. Yes. So Devin Booker is, um, like a last minute slide in because Anthony Davis is hurt. But mm -hmm. as you said, Christine, the 10 players that you just listed, those are the starters, right? So there's, yes. there's 12 for each team, you guys. So there's 12 players selected for the East. There's 12 players selected for the West. There are five starters selected for each team. And then there is a captain that is selected for each team. And the voting for all of it is based off of fan votes, right? Yep. Well, now, I mean, the, so the captain gets to choose their team based off of the pool of all-stars that, that the um, fans have voted for. So yes. 
Got it. Okay. So, so LeBron was, was the West captain. Who's the East captain. So Kevin Durant is the captain for the East conference. However, he's not he going to be playing. He's going to be playing. He's going to be placed by DeMontis Sabonis, but this is where it gets confusing. DeMontis Sabonis, who obviously was not voted by the fans as a captain. Right. He barely even made it to the all-star game is definitely not going to be the captain now. So I'm sure Kevin Durant picked the team and the person who was second in votes to Kevin Durant was the Greek freak Giannis. Mm -hmm. And so I think Giannis will be kind of the stand in captain for the all-star game. I think, I think that's fair. Yeah. So what we typically see in the all-star game, you guys. So yes, it's, it's definitely been, you know, historically a fun weekend to watch. It's always a big deal makes whatever city that it goes to a lot of money historically, obviously this year is going to be a little bit different because of COVID. So the game is purely for fun. It doesn't mean anything. Obviously it's for charity, right? So whoever wins, you know, money goes to specific charities. As we talked earlier, there are some players, I think just one who's going this year, Nikola Jokic, and maybe some people that aren't starting who have additional bonuses, but all of that to say the players go to have a good time. They go to play obviously, and to give a show to everybody at home, but historically you won't see much defense because these players are are professional athletes and they don't obviously want to hurt themselves. Right. right? So, so it's kind of like fun, but not really that fun to watch because it's like these players are trying, but not really trying in the game. Yes, exactly. It's like, I mean, it's kind of like preseason football, you know, it's like, okay, you're excited that football is on, but like, you know, that they're not going to be putting their all into it. So it's just, you know, it, it is kind of cool to see them out having a good time. I like to see the exhibition, um, contests more than I like to see the actual game. So I'm definitely going to be tuning in for halftime, but I'm sad. We're not going to get, you know, the three point competition, um, right. and whatever else is on a the exhibition list. Yeah. It's all short contest and shoved into one day. Yeah. Um, well we do, before we move forward into who you got, we need to talk tiger Woods, Sarah, just to give a brief rundown about what's going on with him. He's healing, but kind of just give us a brief you know, update. Yes. Yes, for sure. So, um, I did this whole, I do these things on the story, you guys. And I was telling Christine, I get sucked into them and an hour and a half later, I'm like, what did I even just do with my life? <laughs> like it's crazy. But anyways, now I'm pretty much an expert on the timeline of tiger woods. Right. So February 22nd, which was last Monday, um, tiger started recording a show um, in California, it was in Santa Monica, I'm pretty sure. And it's basically the content of the show is teaching celebrities how to golf. So Dwayne Wade posted a picture with him, um, David Spade, Jada Pinkett Smith. And that was the first day, right? I think he just like takes them out, trains them. It's like a reality show. It's apparently supposed to be kind of funny, whatever. So the second day, which was February 23rd, the infamous day of February 23rd, um, Tiger was driving back to the golf course early in the morning. It was around 7 a.m. And apparently he was driving a little bit faster than you should be going. I don't know the exact words used by the LA Sheriff's office, but a little bit elevated, basically. It wasn't speeding. Right. Um, it wasn't the speed limit. It was just kind of somewhere in between. So he was definitely trying to get there quickly and on 
his way there, he hit the center divider, um, which I posted a picture on the story of. It was like the cement divider. There were some plants in the middle, but it was mostly cement. He hit the wall, rolled almost a hundred feet and broke his right leg in two pieces. I mean, there were bones sticking out everywhere. He could not walk on his own, obviously. And they had to cut him out of the vehicle with the jaws of life. Um, immediately lucky to be alive. Yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. So immediately after the crash, obviously the first thing that I thought of was his last crash, right? I mean, it was in the it was, I think the wee hours of the morning. I don't think it was like 7am, but it was pretty early in the morning. And I was like, dang, like, I really hope, you know, Tiger Woods just came off of a back surgery. He's already gone through, you know, rehab to come off of opioids once. Um, you know, I just hope it's not a second incident of this happening, right. That he was driving impaired and rolled off of the road. But, um, the statements as of right now, it has come out that the police did not notice any sort of impairment, that it was just a freak accident. Um, he was on his way to meet Justin Herbert, who was the um, quarterback for the LA Chargers, and Drew Brees, who is the, um, I think, soon to be retired officially quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. So crazy. He's better, though, and he's recovering. Yes. So it was February 23rd, um, the morning of February 23rd that it happened. And then it was like at midnight to like 12.05 AM. So technically the next day that there was a statement made on his Twitter and on Instagram about how he had multiple leg fractures and he had went into emergency surgery, but that he was awake and recovering. And that he appreciates, um, all of the love and the support and the privacy fast forward to Sunday. That's really where the heartwarming aspect of sports just came full circle, right? It was slap in your face and it was so emotional. And it's just like all of these players, even Phil Mickelson, who was notoriously one of Tiger Woods biggest competitors on the golf course wore black and red black slacks and a red shirt for tiger in his honor, because they are all with tiger as he kind of goes through this healing process. So it was really sweet to see. Rip my heart out. I mean, Oh, I just got the goosebumps when I saw everybody come together in the golf community, supporting tiger there for him. I mean, he's a legend. Everyone respects him, even his biggest competitors. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's kind of the, the gist of the tiger situation. And as we hear more about his recovery, you know, the biggest question, is he going to make the masters? I think it was kind of up in the air because of his back surgery. He wasn't sure if he was going to make it, you know, he was very hopeful he was going to make it, but he wasn't sure because of his back surgery. But I I think now, unfortunately, him going to the Masters is off the table, so it just won't be the same. But hopefully, they do some side of some sort of tribute to him. Yes, definitely. Um, all right, so on to who you got now. So we have no NBA games this weekend because of the All Star Game. So we're going to do all NCAA games. Okay. NCAA is getting hot, and we're going to go all into March Madness for you guys next week because March Madness starts. March 18th. So it'll kind of be a perfect time to discuss March Madness, what it is, you know, why we do brackets and what that means. So with that being said, we have three games this weekend. Okay. Um, We did terrible last weekend, but okay, go ahead. I know. Um, So we got Wisconsin, which is 
I don't know why I always say Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin. <laughs> I always add an N. I don't know why I do that. Did you pick them to win? So Wisconsin was a 25 seed versus Iowa, who's five. Oh, I, I, see, about- I see what you did there, Sarah. I, t- <laughs> I see what you did. <laughs> and no, I don't pick them to win. I pick Iowa. I know nothing about either one of these teams. Literally, all I know about Wisconsin is that Frank Kaminsky, the big old Frank the Tank, used to play for them. So is that reason enough? No, I'm going with Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We both got Iowa for that one. Okay. Next, we have Texas Tech, who's 18, versus Baylor, who is ranked number three. Oh, just lost their number one spot. That's right, because we picked them to to win last weekend. Who are they playing? West Virginia? Baylor is playing Texas Tech. No, but last weekend. Yeah, West Virginia. And we both picked Baylor to beat them, but West Virginia upset Baylor, and Baylor lost their number one spot. They're now number three. So sorry, Michael. I hate to break it to you because Christine's husband went to Texas Tech, but they're definitely not going to lose two in a row. I think I'm going to choose Texas Tech. Bombs. Boom. I'm going for the serious upset here. Obviously you're a Texas tech household. You have to, I have to, I, I just have to last, but not least we have Michigan who is number two playing Michigan state who is, I have no number next to, which I'm assuming means that they are not ranked Michigan. Duh. Michigan state. I don't know. Do they even, do they have that same coach they've had forever? I even forget his name, but Michigan state has kind of been null and void for a while. I hope there's no Michigan state fans out there. I'm sorry, but and if you Michigan, are, Michigan, I mean, sorry. it's a huge rivalry. You guys, Michigan and Michigan state have always been a gigantic rivalry, right? Mm-hmm. Michigan's not going to lose this game. Agreed. I have Michigan winning this one all the way. So that concludes episode 21 of It Sports Sis. We love you guys. And don't forget to now subscribe to our podcast, but also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes! Because we are live, baby, on YouTube. You get you to can... see our faces. <laughs> you get to see our faces. So you can watch us. You can listen to us. Follow us on Instagram. And we'll see you guys next week. Toodaloo!